Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Today's episode of Pit Panther Rants and our Sports Rants podcast is brought to you by the Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out on online or social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink at sportsdrink. You know, it's sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is you close the door behind you. We're trying to try not to let the funk out. All right, guys, welcome to our Pit Panther Rants, our Sports Rants podcast. Will Harris, your host, brought to you by the Sports Drink. Happy, uh, it's gonna be well, I'll probably upload this tomorrow, so happy Monday. But it's a Sunday night here, and we got plenty to talk about. Well, we're getting more patch signals, a whole bunch of them. I think we got three or four today, as of but uh, and I think there's more that, that that have that have happened, but they just haven't officially announced them yet. But uh, Pitt did get uh, officially two, um, two linemen, they got Colin Van Roy. He's from Strongsville, 6'5", 300. And then Ryan Coretta, who's a really, he's a uh, 6'5", 318 offensive tackle. And the other guy, they're both offensive tackles. And, you know, Ryan, Ryan Coretta has a pretty, you know, sexy offer sheet. Lots of really good offers. Colin, you know, Beauties of the eye of the beholder. I mean, I, I was on uh, the, the Panther Lair um, board, and of course, I, I can tell that um, uh, what's it called? People came in for camp to start because of the some of the. Let's take a look at the. Um, there were some some weird posts. In fact, let me scroll down some of them. Uh, let's see. Oh, if Pitt only had a dual threat QB, I mean, Kenny Pickett was kind of dual threat. But, um, okay, yeah, he's mentioning that Kenny is a, um, Jeff Berg, the guy from Panther Lair. Okay, I thought it was going to be one of those, one of those type of uh, things, but it isn't. He's just insinuating that, uh, you know, people say Pitt doesn't have a dual threat. Alabama, you can say Kenny was basically a dual threat. But what happened to some of these uh, things here? Uh, they're, they're, oh, yeah, wait a second. Paris Ford's in the USFL playoffs. Oh, yeah, is Pitt recruiting scared? There's there's that. There's there's that uh, thing. And somebody mentioned, is Jeff Capel out recruiting Pat Doozy this time? Um. We're, you know, we're comparing two different things here. I mean, you know, Pat recruits football, Jeff recruits basketball. So I'm not, I'm not seeing the, you know, the relation here. Um, if I'm Jeff Capel, I mean, if, if there is such a thing, if I'm Jeff Capel, I should be out recruiting 
not just Penn or Doozy. I should be recruiting the, recruiting the ACC given the uh, the uh, the track record so far of what's been going on. I mean, there's that. But yeah, I mean, when you have, when it's, you know, excuse me, when things are kind of slow, you're going to have these type of topics. Oh, I found $20 on the floor, I guess. Yeah, and speaking of that, on today's show, I also have some more fo- some more football cards to open. I got Collector's Edge 1992. Now, what's cool about these cards, well, when they came out, they were supposedly made of some special... Uh, cardboard, where they weren't really cardboard, I don't know what it was, but some sort of special stock where you couldn't, even if you bent them, they couldn't, they couldn't wrinkle or whatever. And they're specially numbered each car, one to a hundred thousand. So you could get, um, you can get Dan McGuire, you know, number 70,000 of a hundred thousand Dan McGuire cards. That's that I was, and of course they sold them for, you know, $3 a pack, $2 maybe. There's supposed to be a wave of the future, and of course, oh yeah, here it is. Let me read this. Yeah, serial numbers on each card. Tough plastic stock won't tear or fray. So how are these cards not worth anything? I can still get them for I can get them actually for cheaper than you know what they were sold. Oh, Chloe Kardashian, Florence Curves, and Tiny Bikini. Yeah, who gives a shit? But as I'm talking about this whole, uh, you know, weird stuff, I mean, there's a lot of other weird things. I mean, we have, I'm saying the month of June has been good to Pitt. And of course, a Penn State uh, person, a troll actually, mentions that Pitt hasn't had a, you know, a top 20 class yet. Uh, talk is Pitt um, corrected me on this because I said Pitt hasn't had you know anything rec- close to a top 20 class and probably since the one state years. But he did mention to me that, Pitt did have a um, class, top 21 class for the 2002 you know, year. So, duly corrected there. But I'm just trying to think what, if, you know, if if this person was trying to upset me in some ways. I mean, I don't, I don't you know, I don't care for classes in top 20. It, it, we haven't, you know, had one in Lord knows how long. Yes, we don't fill our stadium up and, you know, we don't, you know, that just is what it is. But I find if you're a Penn State troll account, you're tweeting mostly about Pitt, and this goes for West Virginia as well. You're probably a closeted Pitt fan, and maybe you were—I mean, in some instances, maybe you were a Pitt fan at one time, and you just wanted to, you know you you became a Penn State fan maybe for social you know or maybe self-esteem issues. Probably the same if you you know if you became a West Virginia fan, maybe self-esteem issues as well. I mean, whatever. I mean. A good friend of mine, his nephew played, you know, two years, three years at Paterno, two of O'Brien. I've been to several Penn State games. You know, I love football. I love the trash talk as well, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, whatever. But uh, you know, one of the one of my Penn State followers, he did catch, um, he did catch a lot of heat because. Well, for instance, uh, we'll, we'll get that we'll get that here in a moment. But Tony Saragusa died, as you know. Cause of death is unknown, and 
I'm sure whatever it was, it was probably health related, whether it was heart attack, whatever. I mean, he had a you know a great career with the Colts and the, the Ravens. Uh, he probably is one of the big reasons why I hated the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, he, and speaking of Ravens, they lost, um, they lost two, they lost Syracuse and they lost that guy who was on their active roster. I mean, it was just a bad week for Ravens fans. I mean, but yeah, Tony was one of the big reasons I hated Baltimore. Um, especially that, uh, 2000 AFC title game where he, you know, trampled on, he pulled a backyard wrestling move on Rich Gannon and pretty much, you know, Pretty much, I pretty much sealed the deal for the Raiders. I mean, for the Ravens at that point, for the Super Bowl. And if the Steers could just win one more game, I think we could have done something with them. You just don't know. Uh, who else died from the Baltimore Ravens? There was another player too. He was actually he was like he was twenty six, twenty seven years old. Uh, Jalen Ferguson he died twenty six. So, um, you know. There was some talk about Tony Sargusa being vaccinated, but supposedly he wasn't even vaccinated. I mean, I, I mean that's a weird thing to dig up on somebody whether he was vaccinated or not. Or, or not. But it, basically, he died in his sleep. You know, he died of basically natural causes, and you know, from what it said, from what it looks like, you know, his his dad died. His dad died of a heart attack as well. So more than likely, Tony died as well. But I do remember that uh, Tony did, you know, after, you know, his career, he he did some stuff for Fox, and he was, there was some sort of NFL show that they were doing, too, where they had girls dancing late at night, I remember, I used to watch that, and they had, they had that going for them. That's when Fox was really trying to compete with ESPN, and that was kind of hard to do, but there's a picture of Dan Marino with Tony, and and of course, you know, one of Tony's last things he tweeted was making fun of Joe Biden, you know, you know, uh, falling off a bike, and some people reveled in that, and, you know, it is what it is with that type of stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I had a friend who, who died of a drug overdose, big Donald Trump supporter. When he died, I wasn't like, well, I guess, you know, I, I wasn't like, well, I guess, you know, he, I guess Trump didn't save him, or maybe if he'd vote for Hillary, he would have, you know, he'd be, still be alive. I mean, I mean, if I'm, if I'm ever going to make some sort of comment like that, I'm, you know... That's just, good Lord. I mean, if he voted for Hillary, his life wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been any different. He'd still be an addict. And unfortunately, he, you know, you know, his family did everything he could for him, trying to get him clean, but it just, you know, it just got to be too much. And that's, you know, and the crazy part is, is I didn't even know, he, you know, I've been, away from, I've been away from Pittsburgh for so long that I didn't even know he was into what he was into. He was, um, when I left, I mean, I left, I left officially in 2009. I saw him here and there, but, you know, I never thought he was, you know, that heavily into the drugs until, you know, I know he, I know he smoked weed and stuff, but I didn't realize it got to that point where he was, he was doing, he was doing more than just that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, whatever, a life, a life is lost and, you know, you know, as uh, one of my Penn State followers, Steve Tuttle, mentions Tony, he didn't. He wasn't too crazy about Tony because Tony did. Um, he did encourage um, 
he encouraged Ravens fans to beat up Steeler fans in the bathroom. Uh, what, what what he means by that is, if you guys remember the 2001 season where the Steelers lost that game to the Ravens, it was a pretty emotional game on both sides. Uh, that was the game where Chris Brown's career took a turn for the worse, where he was doing pretty well, but for some reason he had a hard time kicking in the open-ended Hines, and then to a point where it affected them pretty much the rest of the year. He just he couldn't kick shit, I remember. That game itself, he was just he was horrific. And I remember we had opportunities to beat them, and we just couldn't take advantage of it. We lost because, you know, Chris Brown just couldn't hit shit. And for some reason, that staying for whatever reason, became it became a psychology. I remember, I remember Josh Cummings, who, who, who went to Pitt, his dad wanted him to go to Pitt because, it, you know, because he thought him learning to kick at Hines was going to help his, it was going to help his, um, I guess, NFL career. In reality, the Steelers just needed to get a better kicker than Chris Brown at that point. I mean, they had... Because after that year, they departed with Chris Brown. Uh, they went with Todd Peterson. And that was, that was a disaster. Uh, I remember that... Remember that um, there was that Browns game where Tommy Max led us on a big comeback. Because that was a really... That year, that 2002 year was just hot... It started out as hot garbage. I mean... Cordell was struggling. I mean, because, you know, whatever happened to him in the AFC title game carried over. Much like what happened in 97. He had that bad game against Denver, and it carried over until his next season. And he was never the same, and that's kind of what happened here. You know, you know while Denver, well, Denver and possibly New England that year in 97 may have broken Cordell. Bill Belichick in New England may have broke him that, you know, this this second time as well, and you know, Jerome, Be- Jerome Bettis mentioned his autobiography that, you know, Cordell was upset that Stewart's couldn't commit to him long-term. Well, he had a decent 2000 season. 2001, he was a lot better. But, you know, you don't want to give some extension if he was just, you know, if it's a flash in the pan. But anyways, yeah, we had, Cordell was bad. And, you know, I think, yeah, yeah top, you know, Peterson had a uh, field goal blocked, which the Stewart's recovered. And then they re-kicked it and they beat Cleveland that game. But, you know... Then we had to have tryouts, and Jeffrey got it, and he had a really good game against, um, I think it was it the Jaguars, where he, was, he kicked a whole bunch of field goals. That was the game where Cordell played, I remember. But yeah, we had we had some bad kicking woes, I remember. And I don't think it was, I don't think it was so much Heinz Fields, it was we need somebody who could actually kick. I mean, we ended up with Josh Cummings because David Abdul, whoever happened with Billy Gaines, it just, you know, David was there when Billy died, and it just, David was never the same after that. But getting back to the topic on hand, uh, I think Hines Ward, Ward in that game lit a nasty, lit up Rod Woodson, and, you know, they put a bounty on Hines Ward and Plaxico Burris, and that's when Tony made his thing. Yeah, I wasn't too crazy about it either. I wasn't too crazy about when Tony, you know, was was encouraging Ravens fans to, to, to kill us some bathrooms and whatever. And I do remember the playoff game where we we were in Steelers fans supposedly terrorized a, a Maryland politician and his kid. I mean, it, it was a back then. It was a pretty fierce rivalry. That's when that rivalry became that. I mean, that's when it really got really in, intensified. And that's why we have the rivalry we have today. Is because of that. But uh, Tony, you know. Life's, life lost is life lost. And, um, you know, 
Rest easy, rest easy, goose held a pit. Now, what else do we need to get into here? Because well, I want to get in these football cards as well because we need to do that. I'm trying to buy an NBA set, but I can't find a decent one to buy it because all the NBA ones, the high, the resale value on those is ridiculous right now. I mean, they, I mean, of all the cards in my era that were actually worthwhile, it turned out to be NBA, NBA cards. The cards I didn't, you know, the cards I didn't want, want to collect. I loved hockey, I loved football, and I loved basketball, you know, baseball. But God, I couldn't collect any. You know, I just couldn't. I just couldn't collect any NBA cards, could I? Ninety-two, ninety-three. I'll just have to find a set that's you know, NBA basketball packs. I just, I really want some Skybox, and you know, of course. Well, I could get ten. I could get some NBA hoops packs, and I could get upper. I could get some upper deck. I I, I forgot about the, about the series one, series two cards. That's what that's what really gets me is you spend all your energy collecting series one and series two with all the all all the updates and good cards are there. It sucks. You know, I may be able I may be able to grab some Skybox cards. I'm seeing the packs here. I don't need a, I don't need a full box, just enough. You know, to keep me, you know. Well, wait a minute. A hundred vintage basketball media cards and sealed... Fa- okay, wait a minute. So I can get a hundred of the... Well, how many packs, though? I mean, is it, I mean, are these wax packs or is it repack shit? I mean... Okay, so eight of them. Hmm, a lot to think about. Definitely a lot to think about. But the recap, you know, the, the um, way things are going. Pitt's got some more patch signals. Um, and, of course, Tanya Sigurds passed away. Rest in peace. And I think I just heard a cat. You know, there's some there's some weird shit that happens outside my house. Whether it's feral cat, you know, it, it, it is feral cat season. Don't get me wrong. Especially in Houston, there's cats all around. And usually it's two feral cats are attacking each other. So we're going to walk around here and figure out what's going on. Well, not around here. Because last year around last year around this time, I had some ki- some young young feral cats that were out in my backyard, and they weren't bothering anybody, so I didn't really you know whatever. But when I went out when I, when I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, they were all over my patio furniture, hop around, do whatever. Okay, so nothing there. But I just heard a, I heard a cat. So. They're probably lurking around. If I heard meow, but sound like a meow, or unless it's something else, maybe somebody's stereo. I don't know. My next my next door neighbor has cats too, so it could be them as well. It could be anything. Shoot, usually I get uh, possums and skunks in my backyard. Oh, and Pitt got a decommit. Let's see. 
Shell Lewis decommitted, it looks like. Looks like he's going to North Carolina, and that happens. Uh, let's see. That's the problem with um, when did he commit? Actually, it was he committed a while ago, but that happens. I mean, when you when you recruit Southern kids, especially Pitt, as early as they're they're, they're landing them. They, keeping them committed is going to be a hard thing because other programs that are maybe close by will will come swoop it in. But I mean, if he, I mean, if he wants to go, um, I mean, best of luck to him. If he wants to go to um, North Carolina, where they'll best of luck to him. Though I mean, if he wants to go to North Carolina, where they'll where they'll underachieve, good you know, good for him. I mean, it's his life. But anyways, I'm all over the place. Let's get to some football cards. Why don't we? So I grabbed some collector's edge here. Like I said, there's this plastic stock. So I got, I got, um, I'm going to do five packs today. Now there were six cards in each pack. Let's check them out. Well, so far, I can tell you that I've got a lot of hot garbage in this this box. I know in the action pack, I got maybe one Barry Sanders, one Joe Montana, maybe an Emmett Smith. But I can see why they did what they did with these. You know, how they collated them. You know, they made sure you had to buy all the, all the, all the you know, you had to get through the, the Browning Nagels and the other shitty cards just to get to the other ones. So let's see what we got here. We got a Van McElroy from the Seahawks. Rob Bernstein... Running back. What number is this? And it's number... sixty-three thousand six hundred one. Ooh. Jesse Hester, Tom Hodson, Nate Lewis, and Ricky Prohl. So imagine spending two, three hours a pack and you get that. But hey, it's plastic card stock. It's the wave of the future. Let's take let's let's look at some more here. Yeah, I'm glad I glad I spent like, I'm glad I spent like twenty dollars on this box. Good lord, the guy the guy son eBay he kept in his warehouse. You should probably throw him away while you're at it. Let's see, Clarence Verdon. I mean, this this is Tecmo Tony Martin. A lot of, of Tecmo Junior Seiya, Steve Young, which is pretty good. Lawrence Dossie and Junior... Oh, and another Junior Seiya. Two Junior Seiyas. I mean, imagine opening that and getting doubles. Imagine opening up... Spending two, three hours of patent getting doubles of, 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 of the six cards. And let's go to another one here. But yeah, they're, they're numbered. And also, they have this card where you can register these... You can register them uh, through whatever. Yeah, you can register your cards. You can, you can put the serial number... I mean... I'm not sure what would be the point of this, of, of registering your cars, maybe in case they get stolen, but, I mean, is anybody going to, you know, I don't know. They were kind of ahead of their time in this. You know, in terms of, like, the e-cards e or whatever. Let's let's see. Cortez Kennedy, Herman Moore, Jesse Hester, Andre Tippett, Vaughn Johnson, and Mike Pritchard. 
a lot of uh, Tecmo Super Bowl alumni in, this, in these packs here. But again, I'm glad I didn't spend a whole lot on these. Let's see, Jim Jensen. He had a pretty decent career. Michael, ooh, Michael Irvin. We actually got somebody. Ken Norton, Tim Green, Fred Barnett, and another Mike Pritchard. I mean, there's a guy on TikTok who actually opens like baseball car packs and stuff like that. He's always getting, like from the 80s, he's always getting Harold Baines. And let's see, we've got, maybe I'll open after this up one more pack. Let's see, Kevin Fagan, another Tom Hodson, Willie Galt, Steve Walsh, Tim McGee, and Mike Singletary. I'm probably going to have to get the Collector's Edge rookie update because I'm sure they're going to have better cards in there. I can only hope and pray. I mean, that one, suppose you get a wrong, suppose in that one you get a wrong, the Royal Lot autograph is there. I mean, he, uh, and this one was the Jim, it was the John Elway autograph and then the Ken O'Brien's. Let's see, Howie Long, Mike Golick. Ooh, some NFL, you know, Howie Long from the Fox Sports and Mike Golick from the Golick and Greeny Show. Gary Clark, another Fred Barnett, Marv Cook, and Chris Miller. Lots of Tecmo Super Bowl alumni in these. But anyways, guys, that's what we got. Yes, it was a fun, I had a fun time opening packs of hot shit, but, but whatever. Anyways, guys, uh, I'll close it here. You have a great week. Hell to pit. Talk to you later. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.